Welcome to Entrepreneurs Talk Africa, the ultimate podcast for African entrepreneurs, where we bring you insights, inspiration, and stories of success. I'm Mark, your host for this episode. And this is another episode of the evolution of African startups, where we are reconnecting with entrepreneurs we've interviewed in the past, delving into their progress and uncovering their most valuable insights so you can learn from their experiences. And I'm thrilled today to have a guest, which is Antoine Payusso, founder of FinChatBot or FCB.ai. Antoine, it's an honor to have you back. Thank you for welcome, welcoming me again. Really excited by the, the follow-up conversation. Uh, super cool. Cool. Now we're, uh, I'm very happy to have you. And uh, for, for the listeners, um, they, some may remember you, some not. Uh, but we, you were on the podcast in uh, April 2021, so two years ago. It was episode two of season six, actually, and we are at season 12. Um, so we wow. met on roads. Congratulations here. to you guys as well, then. <laughs> thanks, thanks, man. Um, and so, yeah, before we we dive in and I ask you a couple of questions, so can you a little bit uh, give us some context of uh, FCB.ai, uh, what it does, its mission? Yeah, absolutely. So. Um, we specialize in creating conversational AI solution primarily for the financial services industry. Um, pretty much touching uh, three aspects of the user journeys for insurance, bank, lenders. One is the onboarding journey. How can we help our clients to do amazing um, onboarding journeys on messaging apps and other conversational platforms? Um, uh, and the two others are more, let's say, back funnel, which is retention of customers mm -hmm. and collection. So it's really a very transactional type of use cases uh, with a clear objective of uh, conversion. That's really uh, where we've come from and, and what we drive. So, uh, so yeah, um, uh, we evolved quite a bit, but I'm sure we're going to uh, touch on this uh, uh, soon, but that's yeah, really where we where we evolve and what we've been doing. And conversational AI has been really on the on the spot for a couple of months. Absolutely, uh, ChatGPT, Bard, Bing, you name it. So I'm um, so pretty uh, yeah, pretty tough or hot topic and not tough, but hot topic these days. So from from our last conversation, so um, how has your business evolved? What major changes or milestone have you gone through? So can you give us a brief update? update? Yeah, absolutely. So um, when last we spoke, we started our expansion program in Europe, yep. um, where we launched uh, two markets uh, back in the day, which was France and Portugal. Obviously, going through an expansion plan on markets that are more advanced and, and more competitive than, than certain African markets we targeted. Um, yeah, it has been quite a challenge, but um, we really proud and, and happy to say that we successfully grew in those markets because uh, we're still active and now we have more team members locally based. So growth of the team has been a, a, a massive uh, plus for us in those two markets. Um, we reached last year a big milestone for us, which was a, more than a million euros of annual re recurring revenue, uh, which pretty much doubled uh, from our revenue of the year before, um, nice. which is, uh, you know, it's certain milestone, like uh, more than 100,000 euros of revenue in a month. Mm -hmm. So those kind of little, little things are, you know, um, uh, making, uh, making the story exciting. 
Um, we also reach profitability, uh, so broke even uh, a nice. couple, couple of months back. So that's more like very very recent, uh, which uh, you know gives uh, uh, an amazing unlimited uh, runway <laughs> when <laughs> when you have profit, which is good. Um, so yeah, and and then we started about twelve months ago a productization program. Uh, because we come from more of the servicing industry. So, uh, you know, kind of a in-between consultant and technological platform and trying to provide a package deal for, for big corporation. Um, but the, the, we wanted to really use the most successful user journeys we've produced and productizing those. In order to find a more replicable model, uh, mm. potential preparation for a more international growth, and having exactly specific products that we can, you know, market, recreate the value chain, uh, understanding the sales process, the margin, and all those touch points. Uh, and we're still in the middle of it, uh, but we've made the great progress of replicability. So being able to really sell a number of times the same project and having successes in different markets with different clients, um, which is, you know, a turning point for us and, and very exciting for the future. No, and, and that's, and that's an, yeah, it's, it's a great milestone um, on one point because productization is moving away from heavy customization to something which is more easily replicable. Um, yeah. And, and maybe that's an interesting point uh, and maybe a segue into uh how, first of all, how did you, um, how did you make the decision and say, okay, services and customization is enough. We need to go product line. So what was the driving factor into doing that? So I must be honest, I come from sales. So when I'm in front of a client, anything is possible. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> we'll do it. Or yes, sir. We have it. And then finishing the meeting, calling my CTO can you develop this feature tonight so that we can <laughs> present it tomorrow? <laughs> so, so that's more like, you know, the half full glass CEO sales promising the moon, delivering the stars, right? Mm -hmm. Anyway, um, so, so the early days of the business, we were very much like that. And, and now I felt um, kind of a bottom-up approach of the team really... Um, challenging us as managers of the of the business to tell them to tell us that uh, they needed more structure they needed more understanding of uh, where we're going to go uh, how we can replicate without you know increasing dramatically the number of staff because mm -hmm. customization means that every time you add a new client you have to have a small you know team you know, a bit of a frustration that I yeah. found in the team uh, a number of times about delivering a project that doesn't work very well. Mm. So when you have those, you know, when, when you start saying yes to anything that comes to you from a client perspective, the client has, in some cases, no clue of what they're doing. They just yeah. want cool things. They want to do that. But then when you put the pro this project live with real customers... Um, then it doesn't necessarily succeed yeah. always, right? And I felt the team um, almost being emotional about it, like uh, 
they work hard, they sweat, they work late at night for something that does not encounter the success of others. And that's really, that was the kind of the drive of being able to uh, know more what we're doing or becoming true experts of certain uh, aspects of our, of our technology and our product to replicate and, and have a whole value chain happy. So salespeople know, knowing exactly how to sell. Um, technology being able to deliver exactly what they have to deliver and then customer success manager to obviously manage a successful project and as well as a happy client, right? Yeah. And if you put all of that together and that works, then happy shareholders, happy investors, happy future investors, the, the kind of a domino effect in, of positivity. <laughs> mm -hmm. ah, cool. No, that's, uh, that makes perfect sense. So any, uh, any success story, really something that you're really, really proud of uh, from the last two years? Um, yeah, two main ones. So um, I would say two of our clients. So let's say three. One in the lending space where we did a pretty much onboarding on um, payday loans, but, you know, indexed on, on payroll. So it's corporate offering payday loan to their own employees so to have an advance on salary and so on and and we it it, it we started with them they were a startup and the drive of this customer experience is pretty much uh, conducting 90 percent of the acquisition and and, and sales wow. and we literally multiply the revenue as well as the traffic as well as the success by a factor of like 15. So we started at, uh, you know, a uh, thousand uh, euros of revenue and now we're doing 15,000 on a monthly basis. So really, really fantastic growth there and, and a true adoption of, of the, the user journey by the end customers and true value. Like uh, you're on WhatsApp, you say, okay, I actually need to pay a bill that I didn't didn't foresee this month. Can I get an advance? Yes, you get it. And then 30 seconds later, it's on your account. So that that's, you know, kind of really impactful user experience. Um, the second one is, um, you know, there has always been um, a, a challenge, generally by journalists and media that are saying technology will kill jobs. Um, uh, um, Chatbots are going to uh, kill call centers and so on, which I've heard quite a few times. Yeah. But we worked with one of the major retailers in South Africa uh, to uh, help them requalify their uh, requests, especially in the collection space. Um, and, and we pretty much had a reduction of you know, inbound traffic by a factor of like 10. Uh, but didn't mean that they actually reduce their staff by a factor of 10. They actually requalified their staff to do more senior qualitative intervention in the user journey. So we actually uh, um, uh, had a greater satisfaction of end customers by plugging technology first in the first layer to filter, guide, give the best kind of quality answers. And then if and only if necessary, the staff would take over because the client needs it, because the client needs that guidance, human guidance in, in the user job. So that worked really, really well. And then um, a third one on the churn, so reduction of churn. Uh, you know, there is a 
global stat in the broker space that says a broker engages in average one time a year with their portfolio of insurance. Uh Um, So imagine what can happen in your life in a year. You can decide to move houses, to buy a new car, Mm -hmm. to um, maybe you're going to have a birth or like whatever life event that is actually impactful for an insurer to know or broker to know. So we started to design those really slick um, conversations to just have more information about the portfolio of customer. What what is happening in your life at the moment, right? Mm-hmm. And that has reduced the churn uh, also uh, in, increasingly uh, over the past couple of months, you know, by just having honest conversation with with end customers. So yeah, three major scenarios: onboarding, collection, and retention have been really successful this year and that's the forefront of our products now. Oh, that's 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 brilliant and I think it's a, it's, it's a good use cases and the fact that while well, you're making progress, you understand better the customers as well, their life cycle, the, um, the, the relationships exactly. with their own customers as well. Yeah. And, and, and maybe a yeah. question I have just at the tip of my tongue. So uh, because I've been talking well quickly at the beginning of ChatGPT, BARD being in all those yeah. uh, conversational AI. So how do you see your future actually um, with uh, or not competing probably, but more, you know, taking uh, the advantage of, of all those conversational AI? So what's your position on that? Yeah. Yeah. For me, uh, first of all, it's an amazing marketing boost for us because uh, we we heard before ChatGPT more of a, frustration about the lack of good customer experience when you were engaging with a chatbot. So chatbot was often equating, um, you know, same answer over and over again, not really understanding what you were doing, et cetera, et cetera. So this is like an amazing boost for us. Finally, chatbot, like what we've been promoting forever is the user experience is valuable for users, right? Um, the second aspect is the... Um, a proper, um, the new customer experience that is promoted through that. So now instead of a binary search on Google where you ask a question and you get an answer, now you can contextualize, you can refine, you can have a proper conversation around the theme to find exactly what you want. That's also really um, uh, fantastic for us uh, in terms of user experience. Um, so what we pretty much, we're not going to fight it. We're actually going to embrace it and We've already integrated um, uh, GPT-4 in, in certain of our use cases. We're trying to isolate GPT-4 within a certain container to not have necessarily access to the whole data or having you know, our client's data going uh, in, into the uh, uh, model. Yeah. So we're trying to isolate GPT-4 and use the capability of NLP like we were using for Raza, IBM Watson, and so on. Mm-hmm. Um, and integrating that into um, into our environment. So we're talking about use cases around claims, around onboarding, around understanding better the customer and the contextualize of the customer to provide better quotes. So you have a lot of use cases that are um, powered by GPT. And our view is being the orchestrator. Orchestrator yeah. between a chat GPT, a KYC required, a payment gateway, and a digital signature. So a chat GPT can't do transactional based kind, right. of, kind of experience, even though they, they are elements that say they would publish a marketplace soon, we would yeah. be part of that marketplace. 
but you still need a sector expertise. Like how do you engage with a client that, um, that, that has insurance questions, right? Or, or banking type of queries. Uh, chat GPT needs that context, needs that understanding, vertical and understanding that this is our core uh, capability. So yeah. yeah, for us, massive opportunity. Okay, no, that, that makes perfect sense. And I, I completely agree with you. I think it's uh, for, for many businesses. And, and just to make a parallel with what you were saying about, uh, well, um, uh, AI, you know, decreasing the number of employees or the risk from that, I think that there is a lot of discussion around, you know, uh, conventional AI as well. But I think it will create more opportunity than destroy uh, existing exactly. jobs. Exactly. Yeah, it, it will have its challenges, of course. It will challenge a lot of people. But, uh, but I think in the end, it's, um, it's, a, it's a great uh, achievement. Um, and any any other or any big challenges you faced um, in the development of the of the company over the last two years? Um, yeah, you know, we we pretty much a people business. Eighty uh, percent of our cost is around uh, team members. Yeah. So we need to recruit. Recruitment is expensive. Finding the right people, meeting the right value. So um, we have an international presence uh, with. Uh, you know, very lean approach. Um, as I said earlier, we, we now break even and, and profitable, which is, which is fantastic, but we're measuring our growth quite, quite um, strictly. So people is really where uh, the opportunity lies, but also the biggest of the challenge for us in terms of growth is finding the right people um, in the right market. Sales is, is also a challenge because we're selling to top tier businesses, a lot of red tape, long sales process. You spend a lot of time for not necessarily always a um, 100% conversion rate. Um, so hence the move also to productizing is, can we address one product to an SME market with less manual intervention, more automation? So it's kind of the program we're running now. So yeah, there's like a lot of strategic move and we trying to um, uh, to to choose like the right approach and the people yeah main challenge good no that's fine thanks thanks very much for that um without going into secret sauce or or, <laughs> or any future uh, secret projects but any any new projects or initiatives in the pipeline that you are excited about and you can share yeah, so so most of our experiences at the moment are around onboarding, right? How to guide a user and convince a, a potential prospect to purchase, to buy, etc., etc. We've run a number of models now that we're going to pilot uh, in Q3 around negotiation. So having a conversational AI solution that is able to negotiate with with prospects. Nice. I and know. yeah, and and it's uh, it's going to be a first. I haven't seen it, um, uh, but I may be wrong. I, I don't necessarily know the whole market, but we want to be able to be the first at being a, at 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 really launching something exciting to negotiate automatically, because if you think of how call centers are doing it uh, it is um, uh, it, it misses certain aspects uh, like tonality um, how you phrase things the order of question what are you going to ask first to make the person more comfortable which actually AI proper algorithmic uh, strategies behind can do really well 
So yeah, so that's going to be um, one of our products that we actually want to release on an API basis so that we can also build the knowledge base and grow that capability, not keeping it only for ourselves. Um, so yeah, that's that's the exciting project. And, and I love it. I love the negotiation thing. But um, you, you're mentioning a, a, a magic word about API. So meaning that you're developing pieces of code that you want to open to, uh, to other uh, companies? Yeah, this is um, this is something we really want to drive because of the collaborative aspect of it more than the business uh, of it. Um, more and more businesses today are choosing collaborative Correct. type of approach to get you know a bigger data set, but also uh, you know um, uh, a fair way of running things like that. We don't want to be having a monopoly. We actually want to have a collaborative approach that can help us with multilingual, addressing that to uh, markets like different African markets that wouldn't have access to this technology if we were not, you know, collaboratively uh, uh, opening it. So yeah, it's a, it's a big thing. We, we don't yet have a, um, uh, an exact plan on how, but we, we're working on it. Okay, no, that's that's cool. So, and that's uh, it's interesting. So, in your approach, so if I summarize basically what you shared, so you're moving away, well, not not completely away, but you're moving from a highly customized solution to more productized, and now you're yeah. on that journey. You will go to API, so which makes perfect sense. So, yeah. and so based on your experience and the knowledge that you gained on the on the sector, then you can infuse that knowledge within your products and within your API. So you you probably, uh, what you've acquired over the last, well, two, three, four years now has tremendous value that you can really put into the product. And so being a complete differentiator between, you know, you and a startup that comes and say, hey, we got a fantastic model. Or you can say, yeah, yeah. Uh, we got a fantastic model too. But on top of that, we got the knowledge and the experience that is in the model. So it's not just theoretical. Exactly, exactly, 100%. Fantastic. So we're getting close to the end, and I just I just want to have a, one last question uh, thrown to you, which is uh, based on you know your well, last two years and the years before. And um, what advice would you give to a, an aspiring entrepreneur in Africa today? Yeah, I think um, the market has evolved so much in two years. How to raise capital? What type of variables you need to show? How you build a business? The values. Um, so. You know, I think the, the current trend uh, storytelling is still like key. <laughs> How do you tell the story? But now you need to have um, uh, not only, um, you know, fireworks. It's it's about like building a proper business. There were so many bad press and bad stories about big businesses not being fully honest and transparent and so on. I think we're going back slowly or we're going towards a... a more sustainability in terms of how you build a business, in terms of the values, in terms of who, who are leading the business, inclusivity, multiculturalism, um, the position of, of women in, in, in tech startups. We, we proudly have 50% of our staff that, is, uh, that are women. In tech, it's very Ooh. rare. Yeah, With quite you. a few in leading positions. So... so nice. Uh, yeah, now I need to work on my board. My board is not yet uh, uh, with the fair split. But yeah, I think I think those values are essential, and and I would really push entrepreneurs to 
look at their financial balance sheets and make sure they build a sustainable business that that you know grow with profit and not just grow with higher revenue and and buying revenue because of VC money and so on. So bottom line at the end. Yeah, bottom line. Bottom line makes the difference. Thanks very much, Antoine, for sharing your insights uh, and experience with us. Uh, and thanks to uh, all Thank our listeners so uh, for joining in on this journey of discovery. So you've been tuned to Entrepreneurs Talk Africa, the essential podcast for Africa straight blazing entrepreneurs, brought to you by the Talk Collective, uh, the company behind ETA. And uh, today we have the distinct pleasure of engaging with Antoine Payuso from FinChatBot or FCB.ai to learn more about this company uh, and its its products and its future. So, of course, you will find the links directly into the show notes. So as we wrap up, uh, we'd be very grateful if you could take a moment to rate us five stars on your preferred podcast platform. Uh, it genuinely helps us to uh, grow and reach more entrepreneurs like you. So we can't wait to see uh, you back uh, next week for more inspiring stories and transformative insights from across the continent. Until then, keep dreaming big and making a difference. Ciao.